What's up, everybody? This is Dark Masic with Brutally Delicious, coming at you with a review of Dragonheart's brand new album, The Dragonheart's Tale. Okay, so I immediately thought of that Kevin Costner 1990s movie, and you won't be disappointed if that was the first thing that came to mind. Because this is epic high fantasy stuff. Like, really, this reminded me so much of a Dungeons and Dragons campaign, it's not even funny. It's power slash symphonic metal, but it doesn't sound like a lot of the tropes out there. The band has a feel of an adventuring party. The vocalist has this kind of fantasy element to him. I don't mean that he sounds like Fabio Leone because he doesn't, but he sounds like someone you would find singing in like a bar in Skyrim or something. I think it 100% adds to the music and to the immersion. I don't know whether they were going for that, but I think it's the best part of it that they have this quality. Again, there's like Tommy Johansson from Majestica, who is one of the best singers in metal right now, and he's got his own thing going, but he does not sound like he's in a fantasy tavern. He sounds maybe like an elf or something, but he doesn't sound like somebody in a tavern. So you might think that the obvious comparison here is Twilight Force and Rhapsody, and while I love those bands and I love Dragonheart right now, they don't really sound that much alike. I think most bands that play songs in this style are a bit more symphonic than Dragonheart is. So this is a little more symphonic than, say, Odin Fist, which I reviewed earlier this year. Probably about the same level as, like, Battleborn. That's probably, in terms of feel, the closest band out there. Just Skyrim versus Dungeons & Dragons, perhaps. But then again, some songs just sound like classic metal. And with that, let's start talking about them. So there is a, like, spoken word narration opening that totally sets the feel for this. And it goes right into a song called The Dragonheart's Tale. That's a great opener. Really nice and optimistic and energetic. And like I was talking about, the vocalist has that fantasy tavern quality to him. There are then a couple of interludes throughout the album that are delineating what act this is in. I presume it's some kind of story. I definitely need to read more about this. But another highlight track was from Act 1 called Under the Black Flag. I was expecting this to be fairly prototypical pirate metal song, but it sounds nothing like Alestorm, and I don't think it sounded at all like, say, Black Flag by Iced Earth. Just a bitchin' kinda power metal pirate song, who would have thought? Also from Act 1, Barbarian Armada. This song was a little different. It sounds like modern Judas Priest meets Gravedigger, maybe? It's definitely cool to get the variety going while still maintaining a central theme. After all, this is a song about barbarians. It's going to sound different than the song about pirates, which is going to sound different than the song in the tavern. Moving on to Act 2, we have a song called Eric the Red, except it's Eric with a C. Again, we get some more variety here. This is not very speed metal, but it's a good, like, feast hall song. Not a drinking song, though. Just a nice display of merriment, maybe. Moving on to Act 3 we get The Devil Is By My Side. This is a good sing-along, almost has an 80s metal kind of feel to it, just with more acne and Mountain Dew, maybe. It's truly astounding how many different styles wind up on this album while still sounding cohesive. The song The Plague Maker, also from Act 3. This has a great use of female operatic backing vocals. It's not too overdone at all. It doesn't sound like Nightwish or Amaranth or any of those bands. They're just using this to very good effect for one song. Another Act 3 song? The Ballad of John Cursed. I think they pronounce it Cursed and not Cursed. This is definitely one of the like better tavern drinking songs for sure. It reminded me of Old Age of Wonders by Rhapsody, except more fun and lighthearted. But it is that kind of instrumentation. 
I'm very much tempted to add this to like a medieval music or tavern music playlist. Because if you listen to this one in isolation, you would never have guessed that this band was doing metal most of the time. Last but certainly not least, the album closer, Early Days. This song is just wonderfully cathartic. Great closer, very happy. I've been likening it in my head to a metal version of One Day More from Les Mis. It's a lot more cathartic than it is suspenseful, but it had me thinking the same things. Okay, wow. So I'm looking over my notes right now. It looks like this album had eight songs that were standouts. That's amazing. A lot of times at this point in the review, I will say I need to go check out a band's earlier material. No, I'm going to listen to this album again tomorrow at work. I actually kind of feel bad that this band did not have a tie-in with the Dungeons & Dragons movie released earlier this year. They gave that credit song to Tame Impala, and that is a good song. I'm not trying to rip on them. But for sure, John the Cursed could have fit right in a bunch of scenes of that movie. Fantastic effort, dudes. I really hope I didn't get your vibe wrong. I kept thinking D&D. If not, lean into it and you'll have a really nerdy but dedicated fan base. Rock on. Hey, this is Chris Swinney, formerly of the Ataris and currently host of That One Time on Tour, part of the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. Have you ever wondered what it's really like on the road? The highs can be euphoric, but the lows can be crushing. Join me every week as I chat with industry pros about what it's like living out their wildest dream and, in some cases, their worst nightmare. Past guests of the show include members of NoFX, Pennywise, Bad Religion, and more. Listen and subscribe at SoundTalentMedia.com.